Welcome to Stories We Can Tell. This is Jim McGinnis. Hope you like the episode. On the outside, Quinn finished up his journal entry and reread it. April 18th, weather 64 degrees, partly cloudy, winds out of the east, five. Quote of the day, no matter what people tell you, words and ideas can change the world. Robin Williams. Peach sky, brief shower, then cleared up. Beautiful sky on our walk last night too. A foolish moon, gray clouds, cut it in half. Ran the boat yesterday, put in at Jorgensen's and headed for the inlet. Headed north on the outside and all the way to Melbourne Beach. Just about 500 yards offshore, idled a while, listened to some tunes. I thought about heading offshore ways and looping back to Sebastian, but decided against it. Trolled slowly back toward the inlet and then brought it back up on a plane just north of the jetty and headed in. Felt this strange stuff on the back of my neck as I plowed through the inlet and I didn't figure it out till I was back at the ramps. Hydraulic steering fluid. I'm real glad I didn't go offshore. My son's always telling me not to go out in the ocean alone. Don't think I'll tell him about this steering line. Ha. Quinn closed the journal, said goodbye to the dogs, and headed to school. So, how about a boat ride Saturday, Quinn asked. Do a little fishing, a little sightseeing, what do you think? Ray Donahue didn't seem too enthusiastic. I thought all you did in that boat was clean it. Quinn laughed. Clean it and fix it, he said without irritation. Come on, you're not doing anything. I think I'm supposed to play golf with John Saturday. Frickin' golf, Quinn said under his breath. Sunday then. Frank Quinn seemed to be the only former athlete around who found little pleasure in playing golf. Well, that's not completely true. He did like to ride around in the cart at fundraising tournaments, sipping Bloody Marys with friends, but the game never captured him. Ray said it was because he was no good at it, and Quinn didn't like things he wasn't good at. Strangely enough, he loved to watch golf and savored the prowess of the game's greats. But he would often use the quaint cliche that golf was just a nice walk spoiled by a little white ball. You're not gonna go too far offshore, are you? Ray made no pretense of his reluctance to venture into the ocean. No, Quinn said reassuringly, just out in the end of the ways. Sunday came and Quinn was ready to roll. He and his son, Tim, had hitched up the Florida days the night before, so they were all set. Ray pulled in around eight and they drove down to Jorgensen's. It was just a short run from the ramps to the inlet. Quinn could see the excitement in Tim's face as he took the hard left and headed out through the winding channel towards Sebastian Bridge. Ray, on the other hand, seemed a bit apprehensive. How's it steering, Quinn asked his son. Fine, why? Oh, just wondering. 
It was a little tight the last time I was running her, he answered with a smile. Tim shrugged. Feels good to me. The inlet was rather calm, and Quinn decided not to tell Ray that this particular stretch of water was among the most dangerous around. The collision between wind and currents and tides could make it treacherous for even the most experienced boatman. It was nice today, and Tim could safely steer clear of lines cast from the jetty. Decades of warfare existed between the boaters and jetty fishermen. Quinn waved politely but got no response. My grandfather used to come through here with his pistol in the air, Tim told Ray. Some of the guys on the jetty will throw lead sinkers at you if you run over their line. They didn't do that to Gramps. I heard they were closing the jetty at night, Ray said, keeping a firm grip on the leaning post. Thugs, Tim said. A few thugs spoil it for everybody. If it's rough, you got no choice, Quint explained. You got to go with the current. There are a lot of boats at the bottom of this inlet. Fishermen don't seem to understand that. They understood Gramps, the sun chimed in. The sun was climbing now and the water was calm. It turned a deep shade of turquoise that Quinn hadn't seen in a long while. He put his head back and smelled the ocean air. Tim stopped a few hundred yards north of the jetty, turned on the radio and started rigging a pole for Ray. It was a perfect day to be out there. Ray's, Ray Donahue's head was on a swivel. This is gorgeous. You never told me it was like this. Quinn smiled. Some things you gotta experience for yourself. So this is the Floridays, Ray said as he put his foot up on the gunnel. Is that for some Jimmy Buffett song? Well, it's a little more complicated than that, answered Frank. Tim laughed out loud as he handed the pole to Ray. He knew a story was coming sooner or later. The three fished for an hour or so, having no luck. I don't understand. This boat catches fish, said Quinn, as he sipped from a can of beer. Ray took off his cap and rubbed his head. This boat catches fish? Dad has to say that, Tim answered cheerily. Again, Ray asked about the name. Twenty years ago, we were anchored just like this, doing a little fishing, Quinn began. A boat trolled by. They were friendly enough, waving and all but they about ran over our anchor rope. I bit my tongue and waved back. It was the Floridays, Tim added. Quinn said, just fish, boy, and let me tell the story. Anyway, less than a year later, we're down in the Keys snorkeling off Sombrero Light when who idles by? The Floridays out of Sebastian, and they damn near ran over us. So, said Ray, you named your boat Floridays. That makes no sense. Francis Quinn told him it made perfect sense. But before he could explain the logic, his son did a cannonball off the bow, ending fishing for the day. <coughs> Quinn reeled in his line and jumped in the water. Come on in, Peach, the water's fine. The upwelling <clears throat> had brought cool water to the top. It was a refreshing swim on what had become a hot day. Finally, Ray said, what the hell, and jumped in. After a few minutes, they all climbed aboard, and Quinn suggested they take a run up the coast. You've been going to this beach for 40 years. Maybe it's time you see it from a different perspective. Tim drove north, keeping it about 500 yards from the shore, <clears throat> while the two old friends made small talk. Ray was relaxed now. The ocean had a way of doing that. Quinn handed him a can of Budweiser. 
You should have been in the Navy, Francis, he said. Quinn nodded and said, well, we didn't have much of a choice back then. It was infantry or infantry. Right around Sunnyland Beach, Tim pointed westward as the clouds were building. His dad motioned for him to turn around. We don't want Ray's maiden voyage to be anything less than perfect. Van Morrison came on the radio singing Brand New Day. listening. Until next time, this is Stories We Can Tell, and I'm Jim McGinnis, wishing you fair winds.